Yo, what's up, people? I'm your host, Jay Will, and I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. This is episode 199, A Moment in Time. Listen, this all started because I asked a question today on Facebook. Made a simple request, I guess, you know. I said, comment what time it is when you see this post. And maybe it was because I was traveling between time zones and I was just thinking about time today. I don't know. But as people started to comment, you know, I started to think more and more about this concept of time. And I have an inspirational message that I felt like I had to do today. I'm probably I've been up like 18, 19 hours at least. Um had been traveling all day, had some meetings in Denver and all those type of things. I got to tell you something about that. But this whole idea of a moment in time, I feel like was it, it had to be an episode and it had to be an episode right now today. Now, I want you to think about something as I say today. Right now, I'm in the Eastern time zone. I just came from mountain time and it is 1157. That means in the next three minutes, we will transition into another day time. Time is amazing. Like there's a hundred thousand ways to think about time, but I got something today that I really believe for the people out there who really are hungry and thirsty for their lives to change. I'm going to look at the Bible. We're going to really like ponder this idea of time. And then I'm going to tell you the one thing that I found that's actually more important than time itself but not before I hit y'all with this intro. This is episode 199, A Moment in Time. Stop saying what you gonna do till you do what you said. When you opened that Bible, you knew what you read. You felt it deep in your soul. The promise did not expire. Be inspired. I can see beyond the tears you cry. And the pain you feel. I saw every hill you had to climb. Just to make it here. When you say you ain't afraid to die. Is it All right, now, guys, people, I don't know, first of all, if I've ever done an episode at midnight. I probably have when we were doing an audio show. Definitely don't think I've ever done a video at midnight. You know what I'm saying? So you might catch this at a whole different time. More than likely, you are not up right now if you're in the Eastern time zone. But we got listeners all over the world. I don't know. Maybe it's one or two people up in, like, Switzerland or something. I don't even know what time it is out there. But before we get into the whole topic of today's show, I do got to tell you all, like, I got a what in the world. If you are a Inspire Guys people listener from our audio podcast, you know, we are episode 199. We only got about probably 30 episodes that's been on video. So um, I got these segments. What in the world? We're going to get the theme song together, maybe a video or something for, uh, you know, for the video podcast. But I don't know. Something happened crazy today, man. It like it blew me away. So we so we're going to jump into this what in the world and then we'll get into the topic. So. Again, I'm traveling. I've been traveling all day, had some meetings. And really, if I start here, just to let y'all know how I ended up at this meeting, um, I, I've been it's been a up and down last year for real, um, especially for me professionally, just some challenges. And there's been some good things happening, you know, but I try to be honest with the balance. And if you've been listening to the show, maybe you kind of can sense like, OK, my man, like, you know, it ain't been. Just everything ain't just been always good is my point. And so um, but I got triggered recently, you know, like something really triggered me in the last couple of weeks. And you ever have to remember who you are. 
so long story short, man, and I was just really praying like, all right, Lord, guide me with your favor as you always have. And um, the situation came up where um, there was I got this request and I can't y'all know I got to protect the confidentiality of business. So I can't always speak too specifically on things. But I got this request. And when I started looking at it, I'm like, man, I should be at this meeting. Like, I don't know why. I wasn't invited to invited to this meeting. So in about two or three business days, I put together this whole um, meeting in, in Denver. And I'm like, I'm going to Denver and I'm going to have this meeting that I want to have. And I know that I'm being super vague with that. So I'm going to jump past this quick. My point is, I went out there really on faith from the standpoint of this. Things weren't together the way that a big meeting like this, um, you know, should be. Um, in a perfect world, but you know what I'm saying? Like the world ain't perfect all the time. So I was like, I'm just going and I'm a leader and I'm going to figure this out while I'm there. And by the grace of God, man, had an amazing meeting, pulled some people together. Um, and it wasn't just by my own efforts. It was some amazing people that helped pull some things off in a couple of days. Um, but I really, you know, seized the moment and I was like, you know, I have to be here. So I'm traveling back today and, uh, <laughs> at the airport, you know, I'm a picky eater. If anybody know me, I'm a very like particular eater. I like to eat what I like to eat. And so I'm like, eh, they ain't really have nothing in the airport in the gate that I was at. Um, so I found this little the sandwich shop, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I go to the sandwich shop and they had they had a turkey sandwich, they had a ham sandwich, they had a grilled cheese, and it was like a grilled cheese sub that actually looked good. So my thing was like, I didn't really like the stuff that was on the turkey sandwich. I didn't even like the type of cheese they was using. And then the grilled cheese wasn't going to be enough for me. I'm like, I need, you know what I'm saying, um, something else on there. So I go to the front, you know, like I normally do when you place an order. Cashier rolls up and I was like, yo, um, can I get the grilled cheese at turkey? And she was like, nah. <laughs> I'm talking like a smooth no, though, like. It wasn't like, sorry, sir, I don't think that I'm going to be able to do it this time. Oh, girl said no, like no. And what made it worse, I'm going to be real with you, she had a mask on. And this is what I really hate about the mask. You can't really see people's facial expressions. Like you can't see nothing but the eyes, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like her eyes and she might have had on glasses. I could barely see her eyes. But when she hit me with the no, so I'm like, I was like, 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 why? And she was like, because it ain't on the menu. I was like, so you telling me I can only order stuff off your menu specifically the way it's on the menu? She said, yeah. Now, here's what's tripping me out. She's making the sandwich. So this ain't a situation where I'm like buying a pre-made sub or something like that. Like you're cooking the food. You mean to tell me you can't take the stuff from the grilled cheese and just take a piece. I'm looking at the turkey. You can't take that piece of turkey and put it on that sub. And she said, no. And I'm going to tell you, she did what I really hate that lazy and average people do. And that's right. I do call people average when they are average to me. And what she did was she started trying to be cool with me after she told me no. And that made me mad. She like, yeah, you know, that's the manager. If if it was my if it was my stuff, bro, we'd be I, I just looked at her. I was like, I'm good. And I walked away. Listen, people, I, I just can I pour my heart out to you. 
don't be average, man. Like, and, and I'm just being real with you. When I see people like her, I'm like, oh, you average. And I'm gonna tell you right now, I bet your whole life reflects just what you just did. Like you probably, your car note late. Like I bet it's other problems in your life that is specific to the fact that you could be looking at something, a problem that you could solve. Like right now, you could, how you know I wasn't going to tip, like I could have gave a crazy tip just because I asked for something. Like this is where people make me mad. And I'm like, it's probably so many areas of your life that reflect the no turkey on the grilled cheese, something that you could simply do and won't do it and might be blocking all other type of blessings in your life because you lazy and you average. All right, so here we go. Let's keep it moving. Now we're going to jump into um, the topic of the day, man. Again, this is episode 199, A Moment in Time. Uh, please do like, subscribe, comment, all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? If you enjoy this, follow us on YouTube at Inspire Guys People. And uh, make sure, you know what I'm saying, you subscribe on, on the channel. You feel what I'm saying? We are 489 subscribers on YouTube. I'm excited about that. I'm excited to hit 500 uh, subscribers. Anybody who's been listening and knowing that we've been dropping these uh videos know like that's the goal 500 750 a thousand so on and so forth so i'm excited about that Lori, what up girl you should have told her you you live on the left side listen you feel what i'm saying left side of the menu all day long she definitely she definitely wasn't left side all right so uh let's let's jump into this topic man a moment in time so i asked this simple question on facebook you know what i'm saying so Shout out to everybody who answered. And the question was, or a request, however you want to look at it, was just simply comment the time it is when you see this. So I just wanted people like to comment, like, what time is it when you see this? And again, because I was in Denver and I'm in another time zone, I guess my mind was just on time. And I've always been intrigued at time. Like, yo, it's crazy. I'm in Denver, but everybody I'm talking to and texting and calling they still in the Eastern time zone. So I'm like, oh, like what time is it? Oh, it's three o'clock for me. Oh, I'm at one o'clock. So it, like just this idea that we could be in different levels of time has always intrigued me. Um, so I wanted to see like, like A, two things. How, like I wanted to be people to be able to visually see the different times, right? Same exact post, but different times. And how some people were in different parts of the world, different countries, right? and things like that. But I also wanted people to also understand that even though it's different times, it's the same thing. So like you may not receive, you you might receive the same blessing as, as I do, but it may, may be at a different time. And just because God doesn't do something in a particular time, like just because you didn't see the post at the exact same time I posted it, didn't mean you weren't going to see the post. It's people right now. It's like over 250 comments. It's been people all day just posting simply what time. And I want you to go look at it if you follow me on Facebook, because just to be able to visually see like how one simple thing can be experienced over time a thousand different ways. Like it's just something visible about it. But that's like we on the surface right now. So let, let me go past that. I asked myself this question, what is time? What is time? Have you ever actually stopped and asked yourself, what is time? I'm going to tell you one of the most amazing things when you go and look up the definition of time is that time is all through all of the explanations of time. 
Like, bruh, I'm reading and I'm like, you mean to tell me people can't even explain time without using time? Time out. Ooh, pun intended. <laughs> you mean to tell me that time is so deep that you can't even explain time without using the word time? Like, Google it. Like, later today, just like Google, like, the definition of time. And you're going to see they're going to explain it that way. And I was just sitting there asking myself, to me, what is time? And I came up with this. I came up with time is just... How did I say it? How did I say it? Where, where I wrote it down. I wrote it down. Where is it at? Oh, okay. When I asked the question, what is time? Like I said that my definition of time is this is just how we measure how long it's been since something happened. So like there are typically two things when you measure in time. So let's say if I say like, I haven't seen you in two weeks. All the two weeks represent is the length that it's been since the last time. I, how long it's been since the last time I saw you. So it's like, how old are you? 38 years old. If you 38 years old, that's just how we measure how long it's been since you were born. And what's the point of all this that I'm, you know, kind of going down this deep rabbit hole of thinking about what time is? It's because we measure so many things in life by time. You know, you'll you'll be 38 and you'll see another 38 year old and you'll think, hey, this person has a, a family. They have a car. They have a house. And then you start looking at their time and you start looking at your time and you start comparing and thinking that just because it's been the same amount of time since we both were born and came into this earth that we should be at the same space. And I'm telling you with that post, the reason I made that post like that is because I wanted people to be able to visually see that no, you can have the same amount of time but experience something at a different time. You feel what I'm saying? And so just because you 38 and the person next door to you is 38 and they got a family or they got two kids or they got a car, it doesn't mean you gotta judge yourself based on their measure of time. All right, that's just one simple part of what I want to talk about today. But I told you that I found something that's more, I literally feel like I found something that's more valuable than time. You know how they say like, you know, there's nothing more valuable than time. I feel like I found something that's more valuable than time. And that is a moment. A moment in time is more valuable than time itself. Oh, I'm about to break it. Break it, break it. I'm about to break it down like that. Like I'm about to I'm about to unload this so heavy on you right now. We all been walking around thinking that time itself is the most valuable commodity on earth. And I'm here to tell you, I'm not saying that time isn't valuable, but I'm telling you that a moment is more valuable than time. A moment is more impactful than time itself. But because we measure so many things in time, we can't see it differently, all right? So when you think about a moment in time versus time itself, I want you to think about your age, however old you are. Let's say you're 33. 
when you 33, just the fact that you have that amount of time on earth doesn't trigger nothing. Like you don't turn 33 and, you know, get a new house. You don't turn 21 and they deliver a license, uh, a driver's license to your door. You turn 21 and qualify to be able to go out and do whatever work, take whatever test needs to be taken to get a driver's license. But just merely the fact that you have spent this amount of time on earth doesn't automatically guarantee you anything. And sometimes when we focus so much on that, like our age, that's like our age is one of the ones that we look at. It's like, oh, I am this age. I am this. Your age ain't nothing but your time. Like your age is nothing but your time. And so what's my point with this is that when you're looking at my time and then measuring it against your time and thinking that just because we have the same amount of time that we should be in the same situation, what you're ignoring is the fact that we are all in different time zones based on our own lives. So when I made that post on Facebook today, some people, uh, somebody said they were in Italy. Some people were in a Pacific time zone. Some were in the mountains. Some were in Eastern. Some people gave military times. And what I'm trying to get you to see is that time is so interesting because there are different perspectives in life. And I think one of the, one of the biggest problems that we have in the world today is that people recognize time, but they don't recognize the moment. They don't recognize the moment that we're living in. Yo, what up? Oh, man, you told me how to say your name. DC, uh, you wrote it down and everything on the last podcast. I apologize. I forgot. I could see it. Dusty, deep. Oh, man, I'm going to mess your name up. I'm sorry, sister, but thank you for jumping on the podcast. A moment in time is more important than time itself. Here's why. Time doesn't specify anything in particular. We just talked about that. But a moment does. A moment in time is unique. I'm going to look in the Bible. We about to jump in the Bible. I'm about to literally show you how important a moment is. And there are times in my own life that I could think about when I recognize the impact of the moment, I can act on it. But some of us don't have any sense of the moment. So it reminds me of like when the disciples were, were sleeping. Right. This is before Jesus was about to be crucified and, and taken. And they understood what time it was like, oh, maybe it was just oh, it was his nap time or maybe it was or it was their nap time. Right. They were sleeping like this is just the time I typically go to sleep. But if you are aware of time, but unaware of a moment, you might miss something that can only happen once. And being aware of a moment in time is about being prepared. It's about being disciplined. It's about looking in the mirror at yourself and doing whatever you're supposed to do to be ready. And the reason I'm talking about this, it's really for a couple of reasons. But one of the big ones is that I don't think we realize the moment in time and history that we live in. We take it for granted. We're not doing what God called us to do because we don't recognize how impactful and important it is to do it now in the moment like don't worry about time don't worry about like so for instance you might be all right we might be different times meaning we might be in a different time zone you might be in a pacific time zone i might be in eastern 
we might be different times as far as our age, right? You might be 10 years old. I might be 20 years old, but we are in the same moment. Like right now, this is a moment. We are both right here, regardless of what time it is. So what's the point of that? If you 21 years old living in 2023, you know, maybe if you were 21 years old in, in 1999, there might have been a different task or something different that you needed to do. But you are 21 in 2023. You have a specific purpose and calling for the time that you are living in. God gave you a gift for right now. But some of us think, oh, you know what? I'm only 30, so I'm going to waste a couple more years. You know, because, hey, Ma, when you was 30, what did y'all? Like, I hate when people do that. Hey, when you were this, comparing time. When you were my age, you did this. Oh, y'all know how kids are. And so you telling your kids just to waste time until they turn 21 and whatever, whatever. But what if you're, what if it's like a Josiah moment? Josiah was eight years old and needed to be the king. Some of us are only looking at the time that he spent on earth. Like the time it was since he was born was eight years, but the moment called for a king. Y'all not trying to hear it. Does say. Does say. Does say. Does say. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes, all right. See, you talking. You talk to say, I don't think you, I don't think you probably was following me during COVID or connected, but I'm telling you, um, check out the podcast from then. Go on Apple Podcasts if you get a chance or Spotify. Look up Inspire Guys People and you'll see how we were talking. And I was saying things like, don't leave the pandemic empty-handed. And I was constantly telling people, like, this is a moment in time that you need to understand what's going on, because like you said, it killed a lot of time for people because we don't understand the moment. It's important to understand the moment. All right. I got to jump into the Bible for y'all to really understand what I'm trying to say here. Um, and we're going to go to the story of David and Goliath. Because uh, that's first Samuel chapter 17. Um, I, I just think it's important. Let's, let me just jump into the word. I think it's important for us to kind of unpack this together so that we can understand our moment. Because my fear for a lot of believers are right now is that you plan during a serious time because you don't understand the moment. Like if you don't understand the moment, you can't even act how God wants you to act. Because in a normal day, in a normal situation, this might have been the okay thing to do. But in this moment, it ain't time for that. All right, let me let me let me jump into it. All right. Uh, uh let me go back up. So I want to look at a couple things. Sorry, don't get dizzy. I want to look at a couple things right here. First, let's just jump verse four so we understand what's going on. Uh then Goliath, a Philistine champion from Gath came out of the Philistine ranks to face the forces of Israel. He was over nine feet tall. So the first thing I want you to understand about this moment, right, is that there was a enemy up against Israel in this moment. Now, now the, the time might have been springtime. It might have been June. It might have been your birthday or whatever it is. But the moment was, yo, there is a nine feet tall giant coming up against us. So if that just so happened to find, fall on your birthday, fam, you can't have a birthday party just because you used to having birthday parties on this day because this moment might call for something else. And I'm telling y'all, man, like, 
when you really understand a moment, I got to say this real quick. Even a lot of times I use finances because that's something everybody could relate to. You know, I went through times in my life where whether we were saving for a house or saving for a particular situation or just trying to um, make some building up our credit at different times in our life that we needed to build our credit. It was like, yo, on my birthdays during that time when I was trying to build my credit, I wasn't I mean, I'm not a big birthday party any person anyway, but I wasn't buying shoes. I'm a shoe person. I wasn't buying new pair of J's on my birthday when I was trying to save for a house. And some of us are so addicted to the time. Like you can't sacrifice a birthday. You got to get a cake. Like, bro, you 38 years old. It's going to be okay if you don't get those candles, because in this moment, something more serious or more important may be happening. But some of us are so caught up in trying to uh, live out an image for people based on time. Like, oh, I'm this age, so I'm I'm supposed to have this. I should have a house because I'm this age or I should have kids because I'm this age or whatever it is. And I'm telling you, like, yo, you should be doing whatever God calls for in the moment. And maybe that person got their family at 25 and you got yours at 35, but that don't make it right. And that don't make it wrong if you're in the will of God. Now, if you if this is all delayed because of something else and we wilding out as human beings like we all can do, then that's something totally different. But I'm talking about the fact that you don't have to walk around comparing your life to everyone else. They graduated college when they were 21. Your older brother graduated when he was 20. And now you feel the pressure to do this. It's like, yo, cool. If that's what the moment calls for. But some of us are so addicted to time. Like I said, these birthdays and you got to take a trip because everybody else on your timeline took a trip. And you got to you got to show these people that you happy. You got to show them that whatever. Like I'm telling y'all, bro, like I don't live like that. And I'm not saying that the way I live is the right way or because I don't live like that, whatever. But I'm telling you, like, I'm more I'm I care more about the moment than I do time. Because if we be real about it, some 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 people might live to be 60 years old and and, and, and didn't do nothing. And Martin Luther King could have died in his 30s or did and could have impacted on a whole different level. And so it's like seizing the moment. Like, I ain't saying you want to, you know, I'm not saying you want to die early. But what I'm saying is that it's more about understanding the moment, because at the end of the day, the time is limited anyway. Every single person who was born in the year 1800 is dead right now. There is not a person walking the face of the earth that was born in 1850. You see how crazy that is? So at any person who was born in the 1800, 18, whatever, like if they didn't understand a moment, they missed their time anyway. You got to understand your moment to take advantage of your time. So simply put, if it's time to save, save. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 3, there is a time for everything. Like I wasn't even thinking about that scripture, bro. It's a time for everything. And you got to understand that time for everything is talking about a moment in time not just time itself that is specifically talking about a moment because in this moment you're gonna live in this moment you're gonna die in this moment it calls for something else and some of us don't know how to adapt to other moments so it's like yo you only been one way or only experienced things a certain way and you don't know how to go through a struggle you don't know how to go through a peak in the valley some of us don't even know how to be successful like you ever see somebody successful and they kind of like lose their mind or get besides themselves? 
that's because they don't understand the moment. It's like, bro, like this is bigger than you. All right, let me get back to the Bible. Like, because I see what be happening. I'd be probably like, I'd be then got, got in a little bag over here. Uh, which one of these did I have this on? Hold on. Let me find the right one. No, it was on a better one. Dang, it was on a better one earlier that I liked. Don't like that. Let's go here. All right. So, 1 Samuel 17, chapter 4. This is the story of David and Goliath. We're talking about a moment in time. Uh, it says, Then Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, came out of Philistine ranks to face the forces of Israel. He was over nine feet tall. Uh, we're not going to get into what he wore and all that stuff. Like, okay, he wore this helmet. Cool. Um, all right. I like this. Verse 8. Goliath stood and shouted a taunt across to the Israelites. Why are you all coming out to fight? He called. I am the Philistine champion, but you are only the servants of Saul. Choose one man to come down here and fight me. We talking about understanding the moment, fam. There are going to be moments in your life where you have a Goliath standing before you calling you out for a fight. And if you don't understand the significance of the moment, some people might give up and run and be like, oh, my God, it's over. Like you ever like, come on, man. Sometimes we panic as human beings. I done been there before. You know, you panic and you overdo it. You like, oh, my God. It's like, oh, hold on, bro. That was just your shadow. You screaming about to lose your mind because you saw, saw your shadow. Matter of fact, sidebar, you know what I'm saying? What we talking about this uh, while I was at the airport today. First of all, I don't know what's going on with Denver, but, you know, I was at the airport today and I'm just chilling. I had a really I was at the airport for a long time. My flight was delayed. Bro, that, like these two birds just came next to me. I'm inside the airport. I'm like, bro, like I'd have seen birds flying around the airport before, you know, but in this particular moment, I wasn't ready for them. And I like I'm like, bro, these birds didn't look scared. They were small birds, but like I don't really like animals on the inside. Is that weird? Especially if they could fly. I don't really like nothing on the inside that could fly. You know, that's just super sidebar. Let's get back to the to the point of this. All right. So listen to what Saul says in verse eight. But but you are only the servants of Saul. Choose one man to come down here and fight me. Verse nine. If he kills me, then we will be your slaves. But if I kill him, you will be our slaves. I want to point something out in this particular moment of time. The stakes were high. And the reason that you got to be aware of a moment in time is because you got to understand in that particular moment, oh, this is serious or this is not serious. When, when to go left, when to go right, when to buy, when to sell. There are some of us that are not mature enough to be sensitive to understand that there are different moments in life that calls for a different reaction from you that may call for a different sense of urgency from you. So it's like, yo, in this particular moment, oh, that ain't that serious. I could chill. Oh, in this particular moment, oh, this is pretty urgent. I need to tend to it. Like, under, understand, like, like imagine, you know, there was like, a, let's say a shoe was on fire. I don't want to say nothing serious. Like, if a shoe was on fire, you wouldn't put that shoe on your foot because you understand in that particular moment, even if this is typically the time I go to work, this is typically the time I put this shoe on. Well, the shoe was on fire. So understanding the significance of the moment allows you to react differently. So in this particular moment, something serious is happening for the Israelites. This Philistine champion, Goliath, who is a monster, a giant, is calling them out. And then he says in verse 10, I defy the armies of Israel today. Send me a man who will fight me. 
Ooh, verse 11, when Saul and the Israelites heard this, they were terrified and deeply shaken. Woo, that's pretty crazy. Terrified and deeply shaken. Verse 12, now David was the son of a man named Jesse, an Ephrathite from Bethlehem in the land of Judah. Jesse was an old man at the time, and he had eight sons. 14, David was the youngest son. David's three older brothers stayed with Saul's army. So, oh, but, but David went back and forth so he could help his father with the sheep in Bethlehem. Now, I want you to understand something about the significance of what's happening right now. We're talking about understanding the moment in time. In this moment in time, Goliath, the Philistine champion, has called out Israel's army. They are frightened and shaken. They are nervous. Jesse has eight sons. David is the youngest. The three olders, they, the oldest sons, they then went back to war. David is back at the crib tending to some sheep. But this is the importance of a moment in time. See, he was the youngest. That just represents his age, the amount of time that he had spent on earth. So he had brothers who had more time on earth than he did. But this was not their moment. And so this is why I'm telling you, you can't always just base it on age. Oh, you know, he's the oldest. He should be here. Oh, I'm the youngest. And what people do is they create a bunch of excuses based on age and time. And then we also do something weird. And then we are like beat ourselves up over it. Like, yo, you don't have to be as concerned about the time if you are sensitive to the moments and you are just ready for when God puts you in the game to do whatever he called you to do. All right, now let's go back to the Bible. All right, so if we're looking back at this, verse 16 says, for 40 days, every morning and evening, the Philistine champion strutted in front of the Israelite army. Now that's crazy to me. My man was out there for 40 days. It ain't David's moment yet, but it's coming. One day, Jesse said to David, take this basket of roasted grain and these 10 loaves of bread and carry them quickly to your brothers and give these 10 cuts of cheese to their captain. See how your brothers are getting along and bring back a report of how they are doing. Verse 19, David's brothers were with Saul in the Israelite army at the Valley of Elah fighting against the Philistines. So David left the sheep with another shepherd and set out early the next morning with the gifts, as Jesse had directed him. He arrived at the camp just as the Israelite army was leaving for the battlefield with shouts and battle cries. Soon the Israelite and Philistine forces stood facing each other, army against army. All right, hold on. We got we to gotta talk about it. We got to talk about what's happening. We're talking about a moment in time. Imagine being David. You're the youngest. You just been back here attending to some sheep. Don't you find it interesting that his father had him go and take some gifts and checks on his brothers? And he gets there at the moment that the armies are facing each other. I just don't be believing like stuff like that is by chance. Like I believe like when God calls you to something, when a moment in time, like when you are prepared for it, and sometimes preparation don't mean that you were literally at home like, oh, I'm ready to fight a fight a giant. It's just that everything you were doing was preparing you for it without you knowing. 
Y'all know me. I always use the wax on, wax off, Karate Kid, one of my favorite movies growing up. And I, the whole point is that with, with the Karate Kid example is that Daniel was washing cars. And he thought he was only washing cars. And he actually got mad at his teacher, Mr. Miyagi, because he was thinking like, bro, you told me you was going to teach me the kata, the, the karate. Like, I wanted to learn karate, fam. And you teaching me how to wash a car. And then Mr. Miyagi, you know, being as suave as he is, excuse me, he shows Daniel, he like, do the, wash the car, do the, uh, paint the gate, whatever, he stain the gate, whatever. And Daniel realized, oh, these things were preparing me to learn karate the entire time. What I'm telling you is that we'll look at David and just say he was the youngest son. They were at war. He was tending to the sheep. But what we're ignoring is that tending to the sheep was preparing him to be a servant leader the entire time. It was showing him how to care for a flock the entire time. So David was selfless in the, in the fact that he was willing to sacrifice himself for others as a leader because that's what he had been trained to do, even though it wasn't called that specifically. A moment in time. All right, let's get back to it. So this is where it gets cool. Uh, verse 22. David left his things with the keeper of the supplies and hurried out to the ranks to greet his brothers. As he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, came out from the Philistine ranks. Then David heard him shout his unusual taunt to the army of Israel. As soon as the Israelite army saw him, they began to run away in fright. Verse 25, have you seen the giant, the men asked. He comes out each day to defy Israel. The king has offered a huge reward to anyone who kills him. He will give that man one of his daughters to take for a wife, and the man's entire family will be exempted from paying taxes. Woo, tax-free living, baby. You mean to tell me I ain't got to pay the taxes? Come on, fam. No taxes? Tax-free? Come on, now. Sound like a good deal to me, bro. Sit, no tax and a wifey? David, okay, see, everybody else was running. Let's see verse 26. Talking about a moment in time. Understand when it's your moment, fam. David asked the soldier standing nearby, what will a man get for killing this Philistine and ending his defiance of Israel? Who is this pagan Philistine anyway that he is allowed to defy the armies of the living God? Taxes? Oh, y'all not really. Oh, y'all can't hear it because because it's late for a lot of us because the time. Listen, bro. Everybody else running. Everybody else scared. Everybody else losing faith. And what happens with us a lot of times is we just follow the pack. And y'all know how it is like. In the culture I'm from, from the hood, if somebody start running, you don't ask no questions. You just start running too. Like you ask what you running from while you running. I have literally been running from something like, yo, bro, like what, what we running from? Like what happened? <laughs> like, But you just thinking like, oh, if they all scared, I should be scared too. But what's crazy about a leader is that a leader who recognizes the moment also has the ability to understand stand when everybody else is overreacting, when everybody else is responding out of fear. It already said in the, in the scripture that Saul and his army, they were frightened and they were shaking. 
But David didn't come in there shaking. He didn't come in there afraid. And what I'm telling you is when you understand the moment in time that you're living in, God gives you the ability to stand on your own two feet and not have to blow like the wind with everybody else. Because everybody else might be following all these little news stories or gossip columns and, oh, ha, 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 he, 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 this person, this happened to this person, ha, 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 the president, uh, former president got arrested. Like paying attention to all these crazy things in your own personal life, you're not taking advantage of your moments. How crazy would David have looked if he was he, 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 and ha, 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 and spending all his time talking about everybody else and what they ain't do or what they did do and being so caught up in distractions, trying to force other people to do this and believe what I believe, and you ain't even taking advantage of your moments. A leader can recognize that. A true leader who's following the Lord can recognize when the crowd in the herd is going away from the will of God. And maybe a true leader might ask a couple of questions and say, yo, I'm not running just because y'all running. I'm not scared just because y'all scared. I don't mean to offend you if I'm not afraid of him the way y'all afraid of him. And that's what people will do. People will want you to be scared the same way they scared. People want you to react how they're reacting. And I'm like, all right, bro, look, we in the same time, but we ain't in the same moment. Because you're not understanding the power of this moment, and I am. And that's what I love about David. Let's get back into it. Y'all like, go back to the Bible, fam. Verse 19. And these men gave David the same reply. They said, yes, that is the reward for killing him. I love this about David in verse 26. David is like, hold on, say that again. You ever need somebody to repeat it again? Like, can, can you run that by me one more time? what will a man get for killing him and, and, and ending his defiance of Israel? Like, like, like say it again, bro. Verse 28. But when David's bro oldest brother Eliab heard David talking to the men, he was angry. What are you doing around here anyway? He demanded. What about those few sheep you're supposed to be taking care of? Woo. I know about your pride and deceit. You just want to see the battle. Ooh, his brother was mad. His brother was mad because David was recognizing his moment. And at the same time that David was recognizing his moment, his brother was in fear. You feel me? What's up, Aisha? Thank you so much. I appreciate you watching. Think about the contrast of this. Like, we're both here in this same moment seeing this same giant you're afraid of him and you want me to be afraid and so it makes you angry that i'm not afraid the way that you are the way you want me to be and so david is looking at his older brother his older brother looking at him like hey man what about that you supposed to be tending to some sheep bro people will literally want you to stay at a lower level because they are afraid of going higher. I've met these, met these kind of people my entire life. My entire life, I've encountered people that have looked at me and like, oh, you from here. You from Seven Mile in Detroit. You supposed to act like this. You from Detroit. You supposed to do this. You black. You supposed to act like this. You supposed to think like this. You supposed to vote like this. You supposed to believe this. You supposed to watch this. You supposed to listen to this. I've had people my whole life like, you don't listen to such and such. Oh, you don't watch this. Uh, you don't that, that. No, why you mad, bro? Why you mad 
because I'm recognizing my moment and you scared. And so the devil will try to use people to belittle you and keep you in a bubble so that you don't burst theirs. But the thing is, when you recognize your moment in time, you don't let nobody else's fear limit you. You don't let anyone else's ignorance limit you. You don't let their glass ceiling stop you from excelling and going forward in life. You don't let their lack of faith stop you from following the Lord and the call that he has on your life. Listen, I'm sorry if God called you to the same thing he called me to, but you won't do it and I will. I'm not going to stop to make you comfortable. And I'm telling you, I've been in these situations my whole life where I had to decide, am I going to follow God or am I going to allow this person to like me and keep them comfortable so that they won't feel like I'm going too far or thinking too far ahead or being too ambitious. So they'll call you prideful and deceitful because you are not afraid to go and fight the giant. Do y'all feel what I'm saying? Do you feel what I'm saying? Let's get back to David. We're talking about understanding and being aware of a moment in time. All right. Verse 29. David is like, what have I done now? I was only asking a question. He walked over to some others and asked them the same thing and received the same answer. Then David's question was reported to King Saul and the king sent for him. I love the fact that David didn't stop asking the question to keep his brother comfortable. David recognized what he was called to do in the moment, and he did that. Now, that means that he has to be sure that God called him to do this, because if not, he would have went out there and got himself killed because he was about to go fight a giant. And so what you have to be aware of and be careful of is the fact that David has spent a lot of time with the Lord and being prepared and groomed for what he was about to do. So don't go out here jumping off of a cliff and saying, I listened to Inspire Guys people and he said, don't be scared to fight the giant. Well, don't be scared if you prepare. There we go. It rhymes. So it works. Don't be scared if you prepare. Don't be scared if you prepare. Ba, 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 ba. Ba, 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 ba. Feel what I'm saying? All right, let's get it going. Verse 32. Don't worry about this Philistine, David told Saul. I'll go fight him. Woo! Is it that easy, David? Listen, there's a certain boldness. There's a certain boldness that comes when, when you doing something because God told you to do it. You don't have to be afraid. David wasted no time, played no games, called no days off work, said it might be my birthday, but where he at? And the thing about it that I really like about David, and look, Jesus told, told people before he, they follow him, count up the cost. Understand what you gain and understand what you losing. David counted up the cost with his questions. The problem with some of us is we don't ask enough questions before we make a move. It's very important before you do something that you ask as many questions as possible so that you can understand the risk and the re reward. David understood that the risk was that he was going to fight a giant, but the reward was like, oh, a new wife and no taxes. And homie thought that was good enough because he walked right in there and said, yep, I'll do it. I'll fight him. I don't know how fine Saul's daughter was. I don't know how high the taxes was. But those seem to be good enough reasons to convince homie that he was about to go in there and get busy with the giant. 
I'm just telling y'all what the Bible say. Let's get back to it. So we look at this. 33. Saul said, don't be ridiculous, Saul replied. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You're only a boy and he's been a man of war since his youth. Uh, time. See how they measure time? We are so addicted to the measurement of time that we think it solidifies everything. Because you're only a boy and because he's been a man of war since his youth, that time gap means this. You don't stand a chance. But David persisted. I've been taking care of my father's sheep and goats. Woo he said. When a lion or bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. I have done this to both lions and bears, and I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too, for he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. Saul finally consented. All right, go ahead, he said, and may the Lord be with you. Listen, y'all got to understand how David, like David don't play games. My man, this is what I love about it. Remember I told you, we just saw a young boy in the field tending to the sheep. But we didn't think about what he was doing while he was there. David had already been preparing for this moment by recognizing the significance of the other moments. What am I telling you this for? Some of the things that God may have you doing in your life right now may seem insignificant. You may feel like a young boy in the field tending to sheep while everybody else is at war, while your older brothers or your friends or other people are doing all these great things. And one thing I've learned in life is that if you take advantage of the moment, you'll be all right in time. That's why I say don't worry about time. I can remember a time when I didn't have a car in college. And I remember, like, it used to frustrate me so much. All my roommates had cars, and they had really nice cars. I saved some money, you know, got a job, whatever it may be. I had a job already. Excuse me. But I got a new car, and it was sweet. And overnight, just like that, I saw the change. And it helped me realize something. Like, oh, you could go from not having a car one day to having a nice car, and now – People look at you a certain way, but then you can also lose that car. And so that experience taught me some dynamics on every side. It taught me is like, don't think too low of yourself. And just because everybody else has something today, tomorrow, you could surpass them. But also it taught me if you're that person that has more than somebody today, if I'm looking at you like, oh, we the same age and you don't even got what I got. It's like, be careful, Jay, because something may turn in their life and it didn't happen at the same time in the same time that it happened for you, but it may be bigger than what you did. It may be more impactful. It may be more sustainable than what you did. So let's not ever think too high or low of ourselves and have that balanced perspective and understanding that different things happen in different times. And when something happens in the world, in, in like the news today, what we do is we push it on everybody to feel the same. 
I can't tell you how many times, especially like with these racial issues as a black person and as a Christian, where people seem like they they want you to think a certain way about something. It's like, no, I don't I don't feel how y'all feel just because that's what's reported on the news that everybody feel that way. Like, I, that's not what I feel, bro. I don't know what to tell you. Like, like we I'm not a follower, bro. Like we believers, we we are supposed to be the head, not the tail, royal priesthood, all these scriptures, Old Testament, New T Testament. We quote them, we sing them in songs, but then we don't understand the moment to use them. We have been living in these moments of time for the last three years. There have been so many significant moments of time. And some of us are like punch drunk and we missing it. We missing opportunities. We don't know when to buy something. We don't know when to sell it. Oh, inflation is crazy. The job report. Now it's the dollar. The bank's failing. You don't know where to take your money out, where to put it. You know, you don't know. It's people hit me up like, what this mean? It's like, bro, you got to you got to understand the moment in time. That's what it means. We can't live blind to the moments. Some people don't realize that. You know, I, I saw things in the last three years as an example. I saw things in the last three years where just two or three years ago, people were saying one thing and they saying something totally different today. I'm like, oh, y'all don't even know what y'all believe. Look at the headlines about anything, right? Look, look at the headlines about the pandemic and what was being said back then. I always reference this post. I, I made a post on Facebook like two years ago, and it was about the correlation between um, all of the money printing and inflation. They got like 150,000 shares and people was cussing me out. I'm talking about like cussing me out. And I'm like, bro, now we in inflation and everybody talking about inflation. I'm like, but when I said that, yeah, it, it, you was mad at me, fam. You feel me, Aisha? What up, Tasha? She said, y'all better learn these Forex currency exchange markets. It's about understanding the moment in time, man. You know, I tell people all the time, like, you know, talking about markets, you know, I always use the example like real estate. These markets go up and down. You do have to understand when do I buy? When do I sell? When do I make a move? You know, we did a podcast recently on like, you know, it's not a good time to buy a car in Q1 2023. You know, we enter in Q2, but, you know, I, I was like in Q1, don't buy a car. I got to reevaluate it for Q2 and see what's going on. But at the end of the day, there's people, if you're trying to buy a car in February, it's like, bro, you about to pay a lot of money for a car. You were about to overpay for it because you don't understand the significance of the moment. Okay. I didn't forget that we was reading the Bible either, y'all. We going to let's get back to it. All right. So I like in 37 what David said, the Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. Saul finally consented. All right, go ahead, he said, and may the Lord be with you. Verse 38. They, this, this story with David, David is just like, I love his vibe. I love his whole like approach. Verse 38. Then Saul gave David his own armor, a bronze helmet and a coat of mail. David put it on, strapped a sword over it, and took a step or two to see what it was like, for he had never worn such things before. I can't go in these, he protested to Saul. I'm not used to them. So David took them off again. Verse 40. He picked up five smooth stones from a stream and put them in his shepherd's bag. Then armed only with his shepherd's staff and sling, he started across the valley to fight the Philistines. Now, what I love about David here is that he didn't go dressed the way that Saul would have gone dressed. 
David said, I'm not used to this. I can't go in somebody else's clothes. Like, that's not me. And what I what I believe the significance for that, for, for me, I'll say is, like, I, I'm comfortable in my own skin. A lot of times in life, people will want you to be somebody else. It's like, no, I'm actually me. Like, I'm cool with that. Now, you might have gone and did it that way. You might have only ever seen it done that way. But that ain't what I'm wearing to go fight. And I'm telling you, there are people in life who will limit you because they've never seen it done any other way. But that's what makes you an innovator. That's what makes you a trailblazer. That's what makes you who God called you to be. And I've experienced so many times in my life that because someone else is limited in their capabilities, in their vision, in their creativity, that they want to impress that limited thinking on me and almost question you. Like, bro, you about to go over here with five smooth stones, a shepherd's bag and a, a, and a um, staff in a, a sling. Like, uh, what, what are you doing? It's like, oh, you never seen it done like this before. I'm about to show you something new because this is my moment in time to do what God called me to do. And sometimes a moment calls for something new. Some of us are trying to solve the same problems the same way. I said this um, about church, just generally speaking, coming out of COVID. I was like, there are a lot of churches who shut down during the pandemic and who opened back up and just expected things to be how they were. You cannot shut down any business, organization, any functioning um, organism for two to three years and then just turn the lights on and open the door and say, come back. That is not how it works. Because people were building new habits during the time. They were thinking of, of new ideas and had new challenges. And your old way is not going to solve new problems. Now, if you never shut your church down with some didn't, that may be an advantage because you never had that gap with your people. Like, so that's a whole different approach. But I'm telling you, like, just my belief is like a lot of people shut stuff down. It's like, bro, like the world ain't the same. And I still think people not really all the way getting it. Like, this is a whole different world. Dwayne Wayne, Whitley, Ron, this is a different world, fam, than three years ago. It's not the same. And so in understanding the moment and time that we're living in, you can make decisions based on the moment that puts you in a position to make better decisions. But if you in 2023, thinking that it's 2019 and waiting for it to get back how it was in 2019, you're going to be waiting forever. You're going to be waiting forever. Because it's a new world with new challenges, new problems, new technologies, new fears, new Goliaths, new Davids. There is a bunch of newness going on. But if you don't recognize this moment in time, you might miss it. You might miss you. It might miss you. You might miss it. I could talk. Had to do it. I could talk, people. All right, let's jump back to the Bible. All right, where we at? Where we at? Let's go. Oh, man. Verse 41, Goliath walked out toward David with his sheer bearer ahead of him, sneering in contempt at this ruddy-faced boy. Am I a dog, he roared at David, that you come at me with a stick? And he cursed David by the names of his gods. Come over here and I'll give your flesh to the birds and wild animals, Goliath yelled. 45, 
David replied to the Philistine, you come with me with sword, spear, javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Woo! Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Got to zoom out. David, look, I want you to understand something. This is what I love about David. He had perspective. Again, with David, what I'm always noticing is that we see one thing, but something else is happening beneath the surface. We see a spear, a, a slingshot, I'm sorry, um, in, in a stick, in a shepherd's bag, and that's what we see. But David wasn't coming in the name of a slingshot. And we always tell the story that he had his five smooth stones. He didn't come in the name of the five smooth stones. He listed the weapons that Goliath had. And when it came to his weapons, he listed the Lord God. That is who was leading him. And what you got to realize is when God has called you to do something, you can defeat Goliath. If God called you to do it, if, the, if it's the moment in time in which God called you to do it. Because what we didn't talk about is that when his brothers first went, it was 40 days between the time that, that his brothers went out there to, to first uh, be in the army to where he actually went to check on them that his dad sent them. 40 days. He had to go at, the, at his moment. I always tell people direction is far more important than speed. Don't be so caught up in speed and trying to do something quick, right? Time. We're trying to like have a race against time to be the first to do this. Like that's what we always do. We celebrate the first to do this and the first to do that. Well, maybe I'm not the first. Maybe I'm the 15th to do it, but I did it my way. That I or I did it when God called me to do it. You don't have to be the first one to do something for it to be impactful. But you got to understand your moment. A moment in time. Let's get back to it. 46. Today, the Lord will conquer you and I will kill you and cut off your head. And then I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and wild animals and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. 47. And everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people, but not with sword and spear. This is the Lord's battle and he will give you to us. This is the Lord's battle and he will give you to us. Some of us are going out and fighting our own battles because we think it's our battle to fight. But the Bible said this and this was a physical battle. So, like, let's look at this in context. This was a physical battle with a physical fight and things had to be done. But yet David still said it was the Lord's battle. He said it, not me. As Goliath moved closer to attack, David quickly ran out to meet him. Reaching into his shepherd's bag and taking out a stone, he hurled it with his sling and hit the Philistine in the forehead. The stone sank in, and Goliath stumbled and fell face down on the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with only a sling and a stone, for he had no sword. Then David ran over and pulled Goliath's saw from his sheath. David used it to kill him and cut his head off. When the Philistines saw their champion was dead, they tumbled and they turned and ran. Then the men of Israel and Judah gave a great shout of triumph and rushed after the Philistines, chasing them as far as Gath at the gates of Ekron. The bodies of the dead and wounded Philistines were thrown all along the road of Sherem and as far as Gath and Ekron. Then the Israelite army returned and plundered the deserted Philistine camp. Woo! People, people, people. If y'all don't get nothing else, 
from what, you know, we talked about today. What I'm hoping that you understand is the importance of the moment and time that you're living in. And just like my Facebook post where at the moment in time that I made that post, some people were in Italy, some were in the Netherlands, some were in Detroit, some were in California. Don't allow the world to dictate your moment to you or what to do with your time in a particular moment. And I think one of the one of the tragedies of the world today is that through the media, you know, certain news stories come out at a particular time. And it's like, yo, like we are all forced to care about this. We're all forced to like get emotional about it. And I'm not saying that things aren't emotional, but I think we should be careful what we're partaking in. Like, I don't I don't really believe it's healthy for us to, like, be partaking in all this traumatic um, video footage that's out there. And and that's what's pushed down people down people's throats. And I see the same thing. But like every commercial on TV, sometimes is like a pharmaceutical commercial about some drug to take for some reason that something is wrong with you. And it's like, man, if this is the reality that people are believing then I'm just praying for people's mind because this seems like a way to damage people. This doesn't seem like a way to make people stronger or better. It seems like if you're constantly, you know, if you constantly just drill in somebody's head that something is wrong with them, they're going to believe that something is wrong with them. And so I think people are walking around with a victim mentality and a defeated mentality and afraid of every little thing that happens in the world because that's what's being pushed down everybody's mind. And then we don't have enough Davis that are seeing the giants, recognizing it as a giant, you know, not saying it is not a giant, not saying it is not dangerous, but just saying, I'm not scared. And I don't have to react how you react just because you're scared. We live in a world where it's like, yo, this story comes out on the news. Everybody should be outraged. Everybody should be scared. And then we just turn up the fear and turn up the fear. And I've I've sat here with my own two eyes and watched it the past few years that it's almost like if there is no fear going on, let's turn on a social media engine. Let's make something go viral. That's going to have everybody a scared of a, a scared. All right. It's getting late. I can talk, though. That's going to have everybody afraid. And then we can manipulate and control people because once you are fearful, you are no longer in control. I could tell you that right now. If you make somebody afraid, they are willing to give up rights and things that they would never do in a right mind. But we are living in almost consistent fear. Notice that if too many days go by and no crazy breaking news has happened on social media, then something to come out of nowhere. And if you think about it almost every day, I, I want you to think about this. You got two options. You know, you got a certain amount of time to do what God called you to do. To be David in the field, tending to the sheep, ignoring everybody. That I, I think that field represents peace. It represents time with God. Being a shepherd out there with your flock, it, it represents a certain intimacy, um, no distractions, where you are focused and you're building disciplines and skill sets so that when God does call you to go out amongst the people and to go fight the champion, that you are prepared because you have spent the time with him. It's like it reminds me of boxers. If you ever watch like a boxing match and then you see like the, the training and stuff leading up into it, those boxers 
for six to eight weeks, they go away from their family, their friends, and they go into training camp. And when they in training camp, they eating different. They they not watching everything. They not talking to everybody. And it's a time to prepare for the fight because they understand the moment that there's going to come a moment where I got to stand in a ring with someone. And my biggest fear for people today is that we are so busy. You know, we may be caught up um, like talking about something like the Will Smith and, and Chris, Chris Rock slap like all day. He, 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 ha, ha, ha. Giving all our opinions on it. And we got some Will Smith slaps in our own life that we ain't addressed. We got some Chris Rock situations in our own life that we ain't addressed. It's like, for me, all I'm saying, like, I'm not trying to judge nobody or whatever, do what you do, but I'm just saying, I don't know how y'all do it. I can't wake up every day of my life and think about every story that's happening everywhere in the world because this is where I'm at in this moment of time. And I went through this because for me, as I you know, go through my own ups and downs and peaks and valleys in life, there are certain seasons in my life where it's like sometimes people have you have seen me doing music in the past. There was a season when I had a fashion brand. There's there's different seasons in my life when I'm doing music like, yo, I was dropping music all the time. And the last two years haven't called for that. It hasn't been that moment. And there have been people to ask, and I appreciate that. There have been people to ask me to come and rap somewhere or come rap on a song. And I'm like, that's like, that's not, this is not the moment I'm in. I know like, and it'd be hard for people because it's like, yo, but I like the old music and you rap. And it's like, yo, you can't get too caught up in, in, in the time that you think I, what I should be doing because I'm understanding the season that God has me in. I'm not in a rap on stage season. It's just not. I'm not at a like, book me at your church to rap season. I'm not saying it ain't never going to happen again. I want to write music and stuff, but I'm saying you got to be aware of the moment and time that you're living in so that you can do what God called you to do. Eliminate the distractions. Get in the word of God. Understand like, Lord, what do you want me to do? And then when you when, when, even when God is working on you, like sometimes you got to let God work on you. Like there have been times in my life that I'm like, all right, yeah, this ain't a preaching season for me. This not a like go around and speak at churches season like I'm chilling because I need to like before I go out there, I got to have these in the field with the sheep moments. I might have to take down a lion or a bear like uh, get them. OK, now when I go out there and, and speak. I'm not doing it just because I want some weird attention or because it was a certain dollar amount attached to the opportunity or, you know, all these weird things that we kind of allow to come into the church. You know, I have a marketing degree. I work in business and um, in marketing and sales all the time with big major brands. So I understand the significance, the importance and the ins and outs. But what I'm telling you is that there's a certain dynamic of marketing and stuff that we've allowed to, like, invade our lives. Everything is a marketing campaign now. Everything is marketing. I'm talking like every major story, every major thing that happened. Everything is about the marketing. I saw it this week with the girls, the um, the women basketball um players, the the NCAA. I'm gonna just be real with y'all, and 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 I'm getting up out of here with this. Um, I just think we just getting weird as a society. Like we making everything racial now. Like, yeah, so because racism does exist or um, because there are injustices in the world and things like that, that is true. At the same time, we can't make everything that because at the same way that racism exists, there are people that do stuff and race don't have nothing to do with it. They just kill people or they just commit crimes. And it's like they the same race, 
regardless of what race that is. But I'm just saying, like, we live in this world where it's almost illogical to me. Like, oh, I got to just say this or believe this because this is what's popular and this is what the wave is. Like, yo, I don't follow the wave just because that's what people are doing. And I hope you understand the importance and significance of this story that we read today with David in the book of Samuel is the significance of David had the ability to elevate God and what God called him to do at all times beyond what people told him to do. And some of us have allowed people in the last three years, I saw this switch in the last three years, for real, for real. I saw this a lot in, you know, because of the political and racial tensions. And I talked about this a lot on the podcast as it was happening, like the polit political and racial tensions that, that turned up over the last couple of years. Some people allowed these new idols to come into their lives. And this is why you got to understand the moment in time that we're living in. And if you may be a person, it's OK if you at that point, you like, yo, I've let this idol come in my life. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what denomination, whatever. I'm breaking stuff now. This is what happened. Moment in time, fam. It's time to break stuff. But like it, it doesn't matter. You can't allow these things to become idols because they will separate you from God. Like the Bible says, like God doesn't want anything. Don't put no God before me, no idol before me. And just like King Josiah that I um, spoke of and referenced earlier, when he became the king, he tore idols down. He went around looking for idols, tearing them down. And that's someone who recognizes the moment in time. And I believe it's in the book of Esther 4 and 4, where it talks about the fact that, you know, if you don't speak up, how, how is it? Hold on. Let me. Now I got to go to it. You know what I'm saying? Now I got to go to it, fam. Hold on. I'm going to let your man say it wrong. Like, what is you doing, fam? Let's just go to that real quick. It's right here. You right here. You know what I'm saying? We got time, don't we? Whatever, fam. All right, let's get to it then, since y'all trying to get to it. All right, let's peep this. So this is the book of Esther, chapter four. I just want to read one scripture, and I'm not even going to read it in all the proper context necessarily. You can go back and read it yourself. For the full context, not that not there's going to be improper context, but I'm saying like we're not reading the whole story like we did, David, because I really just want to look at four and four. Um, wait, I thought it was four. It's not four. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, man. Wait, why am I? Is it one and four? Oh, y'all making your mans look bad. Hold on, fam. Let me stop sharing this. In. Esther. What? Oh, why do I, why did I have the wrong scripture then? Hold on. Oh, we about to find that, fam. We about to find that. The devil is a lie. Ah, 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 yeah. Devil is a liar. It's 14, that's why. See what I'm saying? Oh, the devil is a liar. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. There we go. It's 14. I got y'all, fam. Don't worry about it. You feel what I'm saying? All right, there we go. Let's get to it. 4 and 14. If you keep, here it is, if you keep quiet at this at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place, but you and your relatives will die. 
Who knows if perhaps you were made queen for such a time as this? Whew. That's Mordecai talking to, talking to Esther. Don't think for a moment that because you're in the palace, you will escape when all the other Jews are killed. Woo, hold on, y'all. Some of us think because we got a little money, because we doing good, because we got a little bit of success, we don't got to speak up. We don't got to do what God called us to do. And Mordecai told Esther, well, consider this. Basically, if you don't speak up, somebody else will, but you won't be free. But then also consider, what if God has you exactly where you at for such a time as this, for such a moment as this? The whole point of today's show was to hopefully be able to get you to understand the significance of being aware of the moment in time that you are living in. The moment, not just the time, not just the year. Oh, it's 2023. Oh, I'm whatever years old. Or like, that's how we keep track of time. But we don't look at the moments. When I look at the Bible, I see moments. You know, when Daniel was in the lion's den, you know, um, when, when when they went to the fiery furnace, like these were moments in time, not just time. They're moments when, when Noah built the ark. There, That was for a specific moment. He could have built that ark at any other time in life and it would have been a cruise ship. But if you build it in that moment for that particular time, it's literally a vessel that saves lives. And that might be the difference. Like, so, so we got to stop looking at what God is calling us to do. Like, all right, for me, it's like, yo, this ain't just a podcast. I can't look at this as just a podcast, even if in any other moment in time, that's all it would have ever been. Just like the ark would have just been a, a cruise ship in any other moment in time. But in the moment in time in which God told Noah to build that ark, it saved lives. We have to start understanding not just the time, but the moment in time. And understand like, yo, well, God has you doing a podcast in this particular time. In this particular moment, the moment makes it more impactful. Don't just look down on whatever God is calling you to do because you can't see the significance of being a young boy tending to some sheep, you know, out here by yourself. Like, and nobody care about you or even think you good at anything. They overlooking you and you kind of like, yo, here I am over here tending to the sheep. I just kind of fought a lion the other day, fought this bear, kept him off a little sheepy boy. And nobody's cares because they're at war and they doing what they do. And what that tells me is that sometimes you can't focus on what other people think about you or that they see every good thing that you did. You just got to worry about the fact that God saw it and you doing what he called you to do. And we live in a day and age where we care so much about people seeing everything we do. We want everybody to see everything. We take pictures of every moment. You got to chill, bruh. You got to chill. That's no way to live. Because then you are not carving out any intimate time for you and God, for you and your family. Like, I'm going to just be real. Like, it's y'all know me. And I, I, don't, I don't mean nothing but love to my family members out there. Some of my family members look at this stuff. I don't want y'all to think I'm talking about nobody in particular, but I'm just saying sometimes the phone is just always in people's face. And, and then we not, it's not us in each other's face and us spending time or talking. It's just the phone. 
And ain't nothing wrong with the phone. It's cool. But I'm saying sometimes we got to set it down. Like sometimes it's like, yo, it ain't about that right now. We in the field together. You got to get in the field with your people like where it's just us and we kicking it. And it's not us kicking it to post a picture to show people that we were kicking it. I've done that before. I'm not saying that's wrong. I will do it again in the right occasion and situation. But I can tell you I don't do it 99% of the time. Like 99% of the time, there is no picture. There, there is no... I, I don't I'm not trying to have social proof of where I've been and, and I, I understand it, but I think it's a dangerous game to play because if I start doing stuff just to show y'all that I'm happy and like it's like, am I really happy or do I just need to kind of show y'all and make y'all think something? It's like, no, I'm human, bro. I be going through ups. I be going through downs. Y'all don't really see all of none of it like because that ain't really what the show is about. So it's like I don't really like. If I hit my foot, I don't like, I don't know. Like it ain't, that ain't it. But I do hit my foot because I'm human. I have ups and downs. And so I think we just live in this irrational and illogical world where we think everyone is old, every ounce of like, no, nah, bro, I take trips. Like me and my wife, we go places. I, I do stuff with my family. We go out to eat. Like I don't post pictures of everything. First of all, I don't need y'all to see every outfit. Like now, I done posted all these pictures. Now, I can't wear this again. Can I wear it again? What if you see me in the joint? And now, every time you see me, it's the same. But it's clean, though. I, I did take it to the cleaners. I take my clothes to the cleaners all the time, fam. Listen, man. Um, Stop worrying about time and focus on the moment. And if you don't take nothing else from this podcast today, I want you to start thinking about the moments in your lives and thinking about what moment am I in right now? I asked the question on social media earlier, what time is it when you saw this? What if I replace time with moment? I wonder would I get as many comments? I wonder if as many people would even take the time to think about what moment am I in? You need to ask God for your own life. Lord, what moment am I in? Am I in a moment to build an ark? Am I in a moment to slay Goliath? Like what moment am I in, Lord? Am I in a moment like, Moses to go and, and lead my people somewhere. God is about moments. The Bible is full of moments. Jesus went to the cross. That was a moment. Jesus healed the sick. That was a moment in time. There Certain things have to happen in the moment. And if you, you running around playing and you clubbing, like trying to have fun, it's like it might not be the fun moment. Like the world is in a different place, fam. Like fun might be on hold. Wasting time might have to go on hold for a second because you don't have time to waste. But some of us are literally throwing our own lives away because we don't understand the significance of the moment. Like you trying to be cool so your friends can like you. You grown, fam. Like that's oh, like you got to grow up. Like I, I'm not trying to be cool for y'all. I mean, you know, I ain't no disrespect to y'all. Like, y'all not worth being cool for. I'm just saying, like, I can't wake up every day and wonder if I'm cool. I'm not in the ninth grade. Like, that's weird. So I'm just saying we be doing weird stuff, but we got to understand the significance of the moment because they might not think you cool while you building the art until it flood. And that's why some of us don't realize, like, as a leader... Sometimes you got to be willing to build the ark before it rains because the ark don't have significance until it rains. And so sometimes you're going to have to be willing to be misunderstood and willing for people not to see the vision 
or the creativity or not to think highly of you because they don't see the rain yet. And the ability to be a leader and to understand the significance of the moment is sometimes understanding even what's coming, not already what is. It's having the vision to see I need to start building this now because if I wait until it rains to start building a arc, I won't have it done by the time that the flood comes. You can't build your ark in the rain, but you need your ark to survive the rain. You feel what I'm saying? Like there's going to be some things that God called you to do that you got to do right now. And it ain't going to make all the sense in the world until the flood come. Then it'll make sense. Remember, direction is more important than speed. You don't have to get there quickly. Just take the right steps over time. Take advantages of the moments in time. And then you will get to the place that God has called you to do, called you to or called you to do. I can't talk, people. I appreciate you listening to this podcast today. Listen, if you enjoyed this, please do like it and share it and share it with somebody. Like share this with somebody that you think needs to hear this and subscribe to the show as well on YouTube. Uh, please do subscribe, man. You know, at Inspire Guys People, we have 489 subscribers. You know what I'm saying? I'm excited to get the 500 subscribers because I understand the moment in time that I live in. And I understand that maybe the time, like, ooh, maybe at this time, like you've been doing YouTube at the same six months I've been doing it and you got 6,000 followers or subscribers. And like, I just, I can't live my life thinking like that. It's like, no, this, the, the moment in time I'm in, I'm in the moment of having 489 and I'm gonna take full advantage and like, I'm gonna let that moment be alive because whether I never grow other more than 502, then this was still a moment. But if I got 50,000, then I would be able to say to myself, look myself in the mirror and say, you, you appreciated the journey. You appreciated every person. You're not looking at people as a number. No, if it's 489 people subscribe to my show, that's 489 people that sees value and hears value in what we're talking about. That's 489 live sheep. Not calling y'all literally like my sheep, but I'm saying like, this show, I try to protect like that. Like this, this means something to me. And I'm willing to be in the field with this show so that God could prepare me for whatever he wants me to do. Like I'm willing to do this. I'm willing to appreciate it. I don't got to speed past it. It don't like we don't need 10,000 subscribers tomorrow or something like I'm willing to do it. You feel me? Does say what you say? Children of Issachar which were men that had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. The heads of them were 200. You say you breaking out the Bible too. I ain't mad at you. Listen, man, I appreciate every listener, every subscriber. Y'all are all valuable to me. I don't take no person for granted who gives an ounce of their time to listen to this show. Hopefully there's some value that you're getting out of it. I will tell you, if you're a newer listener, we got audio podcasts on um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, on Amazon, Audible, really anywhere. Just Google Inspire Guys People. And we we got some dope interviews. And it, it, I always tell people, go back to episode one. Because if you go back to episode one, you'll see like the foundation of the show and where we started. And uh, we still growing. And I'm still, I be saying we, it's just me. Like let me, It's just me. Don't worry about it. It's just me. But I appreciate y'all, man. Look, have an amazing day. Look. Been doing this since yesterday, talking about time. It's 122. I gotta go to man. I've been up. 
I've been up all, I've been up for a long time. I got an eight o'clock meeting. I got to go to sleep. I need to give me some rest. I got an eight o'clock meeting tomorrow. Um, y'all be blessed, man. Much love. God bless y'all. Please do, like I said, like, share, subscribe, tell somebody that you listen to this. You know what I'm saying? Let them know. Thank you, Lori. Love you. Appreciate it. Y'all live late or early or however you want to look at it, man. You know what I'm saying? But we made time for the moment. You know, that's why I appreciate y'all. This was about the moment in time. And even if a person catches this on a replay or whatever it may be, I hope that it brings them all the value in the world. You know what I'm saying? Y'all have a good night, man. I got to go to sleep. I've been traveling all day. I don't even know how I just did this. I'm I'm here. I'm fully dressed still, like from me from meeting earlier. I'm wild.